Welcome to Mind Your Own Retirement. It's a podcast from Your Life Choices, the website and e-newsletters. And if you're not a member, you should be. And Kay Fallick is here. You're a member. I'm a member. Boy, she's the publisher. I was of course one she's of a the member. first members. You're a founding member. <laughs> I am. And, uh, and me, John Deeks, and uh, welcome along. And we've had such wonderful reactions to, to these podcasts. We could not be happier. Our numbers are growing, and we are finding, uh, as encouraged by you, John, more and more people go to the podcast page and they're downloading the information that we put there. If you're not a member of Your Life Choices, uh, how much does it cost? Nothing, John. Absolutely free, and you will receive uh, the newsletters like I Daily? do in my inbox. Daily? Money, Man- health, and travel? it just gives you so much information for those of us who are of a certain age, as I am. Uh, people who are trying to figure out how to have the most affordable retirement. So if you're not a member, you should be. If you know people who aren't, they should be. It will not cost you anything, and there's a wonderful resource of information right there on your life choices. Who are we talking to today, Kay? First up in our money segment, John, we have Rod Koenig, who was so popular. Oh, he's great, isn't yeah. he? He's yeah. not just a lawyer, you know. No, he's he more than a lawyer. He just doesn't do estate planning, you know. <laughs> he does so much more. He helps people understand what they need to know to protect their assets, their income and their lifestyle. And uh, we're travelling? We are travelling with Janelle. Where are we going? Well, Janelle is not taking us to Kangaroo Island. No? No, she's telling us how good her trip was, John. Oh. Uh, I know, I know. But i tell you what, after she has, I bet we're going to want her. I think we are going to write a lot about this and encourage people to go. And health? In health, Jason Lee is coming back on. He's our favourite physiotherapist. I'm sitting up straight. And he's going to talk about posture. My mother was always on to me about that. John, sit up straight. Mm. Sit up straight. And when mm. she was a young girl, literally at the start of the last century, <laughs> um, she would be at school, they'd be forced to sit in a chair with a bow on the back, a mm. uh, piece of wood, to make sure their posture was correct. People used to strap rulers to kids' backs to straighten yeah, them up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, we're getting the wind-up. All right, we better better move on. Okay. S- stay with us, folks. <laughs> There's a lot more to come right here on Mind Your Own Retirement. Uh, John and Kay, we're here with Mind Your Own Retirement. Uh, we've had the pleasure of speaking to Rod Koenig uh, in the past. He's a, a lawyer who speaks plain English. He's a regular contributor to uh, the Your Life Choices website and e-news. And uh, it's great to have him back on the line. Hiya, Rod. I'm good. I'm good. Hi, Rod. Hi, Kay. We've got something tricky for you because it's something that people talk about all the time. But I have an inkling they don't really understand it. So can you demystify power of attorney for us? Quite often people get to a point either through illness or frailty or or dementia where they can't make decisions about their financial affairs or their legal affairs. So during power of attorney is simply a relatively simple document where you can appoint an alternate decision maker. That is, you officially appoint someone to make decisions on your behalf if you can't make those decisions or choose not to. It might be, for example, you're going overseas and you want someone to make decisions about your finances or sign documents for you while you're away. So they're a wonderful tool because they 
enable someone to look after your affairs when you're unable to. And when you become old and frail and you're unable to or, or don't want to look after your affairs, then it's convenient to have someone to do the banking for you, to sign your accounting and legal documents. And that without it, it requires an application to a tribunal and you don't know who might actually get to fill that role. So a bit like doing a will where you nominate who's received your assets within an uh, when you pass away, within during power of attorney, you get to choose who it is and make decisions on your behalf when you can't make them. Do you go to a lawyer to get that done, Rod? You should go to a lawyer because, again, when you get a will done, you need to have advice because although these are an absolutely critical document, they are also as dangerous as a loaded gun. And the reason I say that is that if you are going to give someone a power, an enduring power of attorney, they can make all the decisions you can without even having to consult you. So they could sell your house up from under you. They could empty your bank account. They could buy shares. Mind you, all of that is against the law. They're not allowed to benefit themselves. But we've all heard about elder abuse, and, and elder abuse quite often involves financial abuse where a child or children bandy together and use a power of attorney where they've been appointed to basically clear their, their mum or dad's uh, wealth out from underneath them and, and, and use the money. Well, Rod, uh, what are the safeguards? Well, there, there is no true safeguard or no safeguard that's guaranteed to work. So you have to think about who it is that you're appointing and make a sensible decision and appoint someone that you trust. Now, quite often people don't appoint an attorney until they're very old and they tend to appoint somebody who is providing them the most care. And quite often that's an appropriate person, but it might be that the person giving the care is doing it because they want the power of attorney and will abuse it. But my advice to people is that never just appoint one attorney, appoint more than one so that each can keep an eye on the other. Mm. If you have a, a an accountant or a lawyer who you trust and, and uh, enough to uh, disclose all your financials and personal affairs to perhaps have a professional as one of the combination of people who are involved in the decision-making because they'll help ensure that things stay on the rail. But um, the most dangerous thing is to appoint a single person, um, appoint more than one person, and ensure that they have to communicate with each other before making decisions. Excellent, excellent. Rod, can I ask a quick question? Because I'm, I get a little confused. Um, end of life wishes is that yep. something that a power of attorney would enforce? So, say you had a dreadful skiing accident, and your power who, who gets to turn off the machine? Yeah, that's a good good way of putting it. It's a different document. Look, there are, uh, looking across the whole of Australia, there, there are basically three documents. There's a power of attorney, which is a document pursuant to which you appoint someone to make a decision about finances and, and uh, legal issues. There's a second document called an appointment of enduring guardian where you can appoint somebody to make health and welfare decisions. So what sort of operations you have, what sort of home care you have, what sort of hospital care, you have all those positive things. Also, to approve you having um, operations. And then there's a third document called an advanced health care directive, or sometimes called a living will, which is about end-of-life decisions. So 
giving someone the permission to refuse treatment on your behalf. So should we have all of those in play? Is that important? The first two, the uh, financial and legal absolute must. The health and welfare, certainly, because if you get to the stage you can't make decisions yourself about your health and welfare, then you should have someone, again, that you trust and who you, who knows you and knows what you would want to happen make the decisions. With the end-of-life decisions, um, that's a very personal thing. Some people say, look, I'm just going to leave it to the doctors. Other people say, no, look, if I'm a vegetable, I certainly don't want to be kept alive. If I have a heart attack, I'm not for resuscitation or a stroke and people have very strong views so it's a bit more personal but I'd, ha- I'd get all three done I personally have all three in some states like New South Wales each of those documents is a separate document in some states like Victoria and ACT and Queensland all those documents are wrapped up in one very long document so again each person has to make inquiries in their own state what's appropriate but I certainly recommend that that people familiarise themselves with all three documents and unless there's good reason not to that they actually execute all three of them. Okay Rod now before we go you've actually written a new book. I have yes I, I wrote a book called Understanding Rules and Estate Planning several years ago and I've just out a second edition, which is uh, available online and um, and through good uh, bookstores. Well, I'm sure I'm sure that the link to that will be up on the Your Life Choices website. Okay? We are going to give away a copy of Rod's book, and my suggestion is that it should go to the Your Life Choices member who comments on the podcast page Excellent. about how useful Rod's comments have been. Rod, fantastic! Good luck with the book. Again, it's called. Understanding Wills of the State Planning. Excellent. And thank you so much for giving up your time today on uh, on Your Life Choices podcast, Mind Your Own Retirement. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back with more. We're going to go uh, a bit healthy in a moment. So stick with us on Mind Your Own Retirement. Hello there. I'd like to talk to you about Your Life Choices Pension Checker. Now, Pension Checker is an easy-to-use financial tool that allows you to calculate exactly how much you should be receiving in fortnightly pensions and supplements. And it's very well-priced at just $29.95 per year. To learn more, go to pensionchecker.com.au and make today the day you take control of your income with your life choices, Pension Checker. Mind Your Own Retirement is the podcast of Your Life Choices. And uh, if you're not signed up or your friends aren't signed up, you should be. And uh, also leave a, a comment at the bottom of the page. Always. Isn't we love gr- feedback. And we love Janelle Ward because she goes nice places and uh, she does a lot of travel and does a lot of surveys. In fact, she's doing a lot of things here. I, I think she's the girl. The girl of the moment. Hello, Janelle. Hello. Well, I'm, I just want to say I'm female and females juggle. They we, do, we, yes. We juggle, they do. So. Now, I have a very dear friend of mine who loves Kangaroo Island and the thing that she loves about Kangaroo Island is, apart from anything else, the food. You've been there. I have. I Tell us all about Very, it. very lucky. Um, well, I went over on the ferry and I did a two-day from, from from Sydney, from, from Cairns, from, <laughs> from Darwin. Cape Jervis, they say, not Jarvis, not Jarvis. it's Jervis. Oh, really? 
Um, Where's that? It's about a two-hour uh, road trip okay, from so Adelaide, down, Adelaide through, down, to, yeah. down the peninsula to the end and then it's a, a 20-kilometre, 45-minute ferry ride to – no, I get this wrong. It's not – it's – it's a little town on Kangaroo Island called Penishaw, which is just so beautiful. And the Sea Link is a lovely way to go. It is absolutely beautiful, lovely. Beautiful, nice and relaxed. Very, it wasn't rough at all. W- were there a lot of, uh, what was the mix of um, people? On my tour, I did a two day um, best of Kangaroo Island tour. We had uh, some Brits, um, Italians, Americans. Okay. Um, yeah, no. International. We, were they yeah, going they for the were, day, for the week, for the month? Most for the... of these were going for a two-day, like quickie, just okay. sort of see what there is to see and experience as much as you can on this very large island. The two-day tour was very heavily wildlife-focused, so for anyone visiting the country or for anyone who hasn't seen a lot of our typical Australian wildlife up close, um, it's perfect. So you get all the major animals. You get the koalas in their natural habitat. You can wander around with a guide, be told a lot of amazing facts. Kangaroos, echidnas, uh, goannas, um, the sea lions, the seals. From a wildlife perspective and from seeing the island's natural beauty, it's just a brilliant way to go. And it's all in super air-conditioned coach. It's easy there's a guide on board. The driver knows absolutely everything there is to know. I don't know how Vanessa managed to keep all that information in her head. I mean, they're, they're truly amazing. She will never get dementia. <laughs> so um, are the animals uh, roaming around? They are. And in some, there are wildlife parks. Well, A, it's quite remote. It can be a bit expensive to get there. So such a thing as this two-day tour, which covers all your costs of all the different tours, the ferry ride over and back, it's um, it's a really Great economical way, way yeah, yeah, to see the island. And it's and it's quite easy on the body. I mean, I, we had a number of, you know, um, probably people in their, oh, certainly in their late 70s, they were doing it uh, easily. So there are wildlife parks, but there is a lot of natural wildlife there. It's 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 an island that's sort of almost back in the 1920s or something yeah. like that. People have gone there to farm, decided that perhaps farming's not for them. So they've planted, you know, 10,000 trees and they've invited the koalas in. Yeah. And they've now got 45,000 koalas. It's a, it's an absolute – it's a reserve, isn't it? I mean, it, 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 it is. And it's being looked after. That, that is the beautiful thing. Um, like there is an airport there Certainly domestic flights directly yeah. from Melbourne and there are international flights. But it's it's in terms of the prospect of over-tourism, I think it's going to be safe. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing about Kangaroo Island. Um, you've spoken about the wildlife. Mm. Tell us about the food. The food. Um, <laughs> are you hungry? Oh, I am hungry. <laughs> Do we get lunch today? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, fish. They don't have fish shops generally, because everyone goes and catches their own. Oh, fish, really? The fish are amazing. The lobsters or are oh, they cray, oh, no. crayfish there? I, I don't know what you call them. Um, there's a lot of lambs and, mm. gosh, the lambs that I tried were delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, natural, natural honeys, cheese, wines. There's even a brewery now, which um, wasn't there when I last visited four years ago. So there's the KI Brewery. Um, Interesting. How has it changed over four years? Probably just the addition of a few, like it's probably the foodie elements. Yeah. Yeah, which are just 
growing. I mean, you can do if you don't want to do the wildlife tour, like pick your own tour with Sea Link. It's um, like Tassie, like King Island. Yeah, all these places are now becoming yeah. foodie paradises. Yeah, aren't they? absolutely. You could settle in and just eat your way around the island mm. if you chose. But the common thread seems to be that a lot of us, our age. Um, just have memories of going to deserted beaches and and that space and sense of timelessness. I haven't been there, but I just pick up this feeling that it's going to be pristine. I think you're right, Kay. There are so many beautiful beaches there and I can't imagine even in, in... peak hour or peak season, it, it's just not going to be crowded. You're not going to be queuing. You can own it. Yeah, you can yeah. find it. You'll, you'll find a spot. There's, I think the island is 180 kilometres long and there's something like mm, 5,000 kilometres of coastline. So wow. it's a Did you take any island. photos while you were there? Uh, not a one, John, no. Oh, of course have... I did. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> so you're going to pop them up on the website? Oh, Absolutely, yeah. Oh, I, fantastic. Some of the tours, some of the, the stops along the way, there's the Eucalyptus Factory, which has been doing. Oh. You, I've got some. It's going to fix everything. Yeah. Okay. My husband's knees, it's going to fix those knees. It's yeah. going to fix my eczema. Um, it's renowned for a lot I, of those I use fixes. the Basitos. What is it? Basitos. Basitos. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in a, just a cap full in the wash ah. when yeah. I'm washing okay. my, my, especially when I'm washing my delicates. I used yeah. it to take the sticker off my car oh, last week. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. Um. <laughs> um, honey. The honey. The honey. Oh, is I love amazing. honey. The, it's believed to be the only um, Liguria. Is that the place in Italy, Kay? You would Liguria, know. Liguria. Liguria. Yeah. It's yeah. the only remaining Ligurian bee colony left no. in the world. Oh, my goodness. No. And it, oh, the honey is to die for. And the honey ice cream. Oh, God, I'd go back just for that. Okay. Well, oh, look, I could um, talk on and on and on. If your mouth's watering <laughs> like uh, mine is, folks, and want to uh, find some sensational wildlife as well, then, uh, again, you went to compliments of our friends. Compliments at- of Sealink. Okay, that's a good uh, way so to go. So sealink.com.au. It, it is, it is, I, I think it is a great way to go. Kangaroo Island is just uh, an unspoiled wonderland. Go there. If you'd like to find out more, go and have a look at uh, Janelle Ward's experience of Kangaroo Island on Your Life Choices website. Thank you so much. We're off to next, by the way. Oh, well, I don't know. Where am I going to be allowed to go? Nowhere, Janelle. Down the shops to (laughs) get us some lunch. We're just working now. (laughs) There we are. Sure, sure you are. Thanks, Janelle. We'll catch you next time. Pleasure. Bye. Mind your own retirement and mind your back. Okay. Stand up. Did your mum always tell you to stand up straight? <sighs> My mum hold your shoulders back. My mum worked too hard to fiddle and fuss. But you about do. That. You've got a very straight back. I do Pilates with Jason. Do you? And Jason is that, has is that code? me up. <laughs> Why is he now? <laughs> like not like that other thing we were talking about on our podcast. No. Jason Lee is the physiotherapist, the owner of Malvern East Physio, and we're very happy to have Jason on the line. Good day, Jason. Good afternoon. How are we? Were you always told to keep your back straight by your mum? I was actually. I, I was told that a lot by mum and dad, actually. Maybe I had really poor posture. Yeah, isn't that great? Because hold your shoulders back. So, Jason, why is posture so important as we age? That's a great question, Kay. Um, it's actually important at any age, but especially the older we get. Um, we know a lot of those structures don't necessarily have that same flexibility or pliability. So, 
standing or sitting in poorer postures naturally tends to put more stress and strain through a lot of those muscles, those joints and those ligaments. So you're making things worse for yourself. You are making things worse for yourself. Um, probably that combination of things. It's, it's really all about movement. Um, we actually know that even though we have some better postures than, say, poorer postures, even those good postures, if we're actually there for too long, it can, it can also be detrimental. So how does one know if one has a bad posture and how does one rectify it, Jason? Yeah, that's um, a really good way to think about it. And everyone's posture is going to be slightly different from the ideal posture. But essentially what we're trying to do, say, in a standing position is have our head, shoulders, hips, knees and ankles all in line. So okay, nice we're, we're going to do gravity. that now. Come on, okay, come on. Okay, so head, <laughs> head, straight. Right. Head straight. Almost imagine if I was like pulling up by a strand of hair, trying to be as tall as possible. Yes. Um, almost trying to think with your chest chest up slightly, or if that doesn't help, try and draw your shoulder blade backwards. And then even maybe just drawing your tummy in ever so slightly. Now, Kay, oh, I know like, like if I see, should be if I see some girls walking towards me, I always do that, pull my stomach in. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Just let the girls walking towards you up yeah. nice and tall. Yeah. Can anyone correct any posture problem? Or are there some things that aren't quite fixable? Everyone can correct posture problems to a certain degree. In some cases, there might be uh, less flexibility or less strength in particular muscle groups to get to those certain postures. But by working on them with the health professional, um, we can actually address some of those factors. What about scoliosis? Is, are you able to straighten up if that's your condition? Yeah, uh, scoliosis yeah, is, is a congenital condition which affects the shape and the vision of the spine. That is, it's very con congenital, so it can't actually be fixed. Um, in saying that, a lot of people actually have a scoliosis, which they didn't even know about. So um, just because they have a scoliosis doesn't necessarily mean they can't get to a good posture or a good position. You know, the most important thing about good posture is the mind, because if you're yeah. out walking down the street, uh, you just think about it. Just think about it, and then get to to muscle memory. That uh, when you're walking down the street, you will. And if you suddenly go, oh, hold my shoulders back, you go, oh my gosh, I wasn't, and uh, I really mm -hmm. was slouching forward because slouching is so. It, it's it's a strange thing, isn't it? Why do we slouch? Uh, yeah, just slack, I guess. I think being on computers a yes. lot has encouraged right. the. the degeneration of our postural position. Um, Jason, I want to ask a quick question before you do, Kay. You know the uh, proliferation of the stand-up desks? Yes. Is Jason yes. Lee happy about that or not? Jason Lee is happy about it, um, not necessarily because it's purely standing, but generally a standing desk encourages us to change position regularly. So varying between sitting and standing is actually one of the best things because it's going to get us to move really regularly. And that's the thing that uh, you teach people, don't you, Jason, to mm. set your phone alarm or something and get up and move around. That's right. And it goes back to what John was saying before about habit. If we move regularly, each time we then reset, we're almost going to reset that same habit of thinking about our posture again on a regular basis. So, Jason, we have to wrap this up, but could you leave us with... One thing that you would say to people who've listened to you today, want to improve their posture, how do they, how do they start and how do they remember? 
I think a really good way to, to do it would be to think about sitting or standing as tall as possible, just like someone drawing it uh, by almost like a strand of hair up towards the ceiling and almost having that alarm every waking hour, thinking about that, remembering that, and then going away and doing that as well. That's brilliant. Now, we've been told that you now have your own podcast. Is that correct? Ooh. I do, Kay. I thank you very much for mentioning that. Yeah, so the Better Aging Podcast, where we cover a range of health-related topics um, for the ageing population. Oh, we're going to have to link to that. Are you competing with our podcast here, Jason? No, no, certainly not, Kate. Certainly, certainly we've, not. I wouldn't dare do Dixie. that whatsoever. We're, we're a lot funnier. We've got Dixie. Jason, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's you, sensational. Yeah, you're a lot more entertaining than me. A yeah. lot, uh, it is just so important to have uh, as much information out there as possible and uh, certainly your life choices is what it's all about. So as you say, Kay, you're going to link that? We're going to put that on the podcast page, but... What I will ask Drew to do, because Drew doesn't work very hard, is to add a link to that on every one of Jason's many articles on our site. Phenomenal. Sounds phenomenal to me. Thanks, guys. Jason Lee, the physiotherapist and owner of Malvern East Physio. Thank you so much indeed for being part of Mind Your Own Retirement, part of Your Life Choices. We're coming back with Kay's Nugget next. And we've had another fun time here on our podcast, Mind Your Own Retirement. Once again, folks, please do sign up for the Your Life Choices website, News E-News, because those e-letters are very, very interesting and doesn't cost you a penny. And get your friends and family and whoever else to join Your Life Choices as well. It's a great community, which uh, will tell you a lot of things about um, our particular time of life. And we're going to be left with a nugget from Her Majesty. (laughs) So my nugget, I have just had the pleasure of travelling to Cairns and hearing more about the Great Barrier Reef. Which Which is is, not dying. Which is one of the seven natural wonders of the world. Plain to see. It is not dying. It is under threat. Yes. Yes, we know this. It is being managed beautifully. But there are so many concerned people, John, and the big thing that I learned that I think is worth sharing with concerned Your Life Choices Mm -hmm. members is there's an organisation called the Citizens of the Great Barrier Reef, which is like a, a hub group for Every organisation doing anything to help the Great Barrier oh, Reef. Oh, fantastic. So it's a one-stop shop okay. to help the reef, uh, which means – and there's a, a cause for children. So David and I are joining up our granddaughter. Your husband, yeah. Um, so – which is led by SpongeBob SquarePants um, to, to bring together – Kids, older people, for people to record sea life, for them to donate money, for them to know what's happening on the reef at any time. There's uh, webcams, there's live footage, there's absolutely everything you need to know how to protect our natural wonder. How do you find that organisation? You Google 
or you go to our podcast page, Citizens of the Great Barrier Reef. That sounds a fantastic. It's a whole umbrella group. Yeah, that, exactly. Oh, wonderful. Pulling it all together. Pop it up on our website. Absolutely. Your Life Choices website. Go to that and you'll find that. Plus, of course, signing up for the e-newless letters. And uh, enjoy our next podcast, Kay. We'll see you soon. I can't wait. I can't wait.